Welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, a primitive Baptist ministry declaring the good news of the finished work of salvation by grace alone. This program is brought to you weekly by Elder Joe Nettles, pastor of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi, and Elder David Wise, pastor of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. Stay tuned for today's message. Good morning, and we'd like to heartily welcome you to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. This is Elder David Wise from Macedonia Church here with you on the program this morning, and we have the privilege of sharing time on the program with Elder Joe Nettles and Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, and we're thankful for our radio partners and the opportunity to be able to broadcast on the radio stations as well as on uh, the internet and podcast platforms, and we're very thankful for you for listening. If you would like like, we would certainly be encouraged if you would contact us. You can go to our website, gospel-of-grace.com, and you can email us, gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. We'd love to know that you're out there and know through what platform you listen, and we'd love to correspond with you, answer any questions, or if we could help you in any way. If you happen to be in North Mississippi, particularly in the Golden Triangle area, we'd invite you to come see us at Macedonia Church in Ackerman, Mississippi, and Sulphur Springs Church in Caledonia, Mississippi. We both meet for worship every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. And then also we have a Wednesday night service in Starkville, Mississippi at the New Covenant Church building at 200 West Garrett Road at 6 p.m. every Wednesday night. So we would love to meet you. We'd love to correspond with you. And more than that, we would love for you to come out and worship with us. So uh, we hope that you might be able to do that. We've been making our way during my current messages on the radio program, making our way through the will of God. And we'd like to continue that this morning. And we hope these messages have been encouraging for you and we can have greater understanding and discernment to follow God's will in our life. So we hope you'll stay tuned with us and we will bring that message for you right after the song.
Good morning, and thank you for staying tuned here with us on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. We've been trying to consider during my time with you the will of God, and we hope those messages have been instructive for you, trying to consider the ways in which we can discern and follow God's providential will for our life. And this morning, we'd like to focus on trusting God, trusting God's will in faith, because many times... God will guide us in such a way and God will guide us in his providential will in a way that might not make perfect sense to us in the moment. And we'll probably mention this verse a few different times throughout the course of the message, but in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and in verse 7, there's a parenthetical statement that really encapsulates what we're trying to consider today that says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So God does not give us a roadmap and an itinerary that tells us every decision to make, every turn along the pathway and the journey of our lives and discipleship. He does not give us a pre-planned route. Instead, we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. The just are called to live by faith. And those that have been made just by the imputed righteousness of Jesus Christ, the justified, how do we live? How do the just live? They live by faith. We don't live by sight primarily. We don't live by signs. Actually, Jesus said, a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. So we don't live by signs. We don't live primarily by sight. We live by faith. The just shall live by faith. And when you have to make a decision, am I going to trust God or am I going to be afraid to make a decision that I may not have the full understanding of all the logistics of how everything's going to play out in the future, but I know that God is calling me to do something here in this moment. Are you willing to trust God's will in faith? And that's an exercise. That That's a process to learn how to do that and to have your faith tested and then to have your faith strengthened to where we learn to trust God's will in faith. So we walk by faith and not by sight. We'd like to go to Proverbs chapter 3 and, con- and consider verses 5 and 6 primarily this morning. Now, these are very well-known verses in all of Christianity. I would say outside of John 3.16 and the 23rd Psalm and a few other verses, this is maybe top five of most well-known verses in all of Christianity. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And it's very interesting that despite how prevalent and how well-known this verse is, I would say many times it's probably either misapplied or misunderstood. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. But as we trust God, notice the qualifier of trusting God with all your heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. We're told in Romans chapter 11 that God's ways are unsearchable and his judgments are past finding out. The reason why God is worthy of praise, the reason why God is God is because we can't put him in a box. He's dynamic. As C.S. Lewis wrote in the Chronicles of Narnia, Aslan is not a tame lion. God is not a tame lion. He's dynamic. He's powerful. 
And the way that he chooses to do things is not always things that make sense to us. We're told in Isaiah that God's ways and his thoughts are so much higher than our ways and thoughts than than the heavens are above the earth. And we can't even comprehend how big this universe is. And that, in, in, in a like manner, God's ways and thoughts are so much higher than ours, just as high as the universe is, right? We have no ability to comprehend the magnitude and the diversity and the wisdom of God's ways, his wills, his thoughts, and his judgments. So as we walk by faith, we can't lean to our own understanding. We can't just say this doesn't make sense to me, so therefore I'm not willing to walk in faith. Faith is trusting God, trusting the invisible God, even with things that you cannot see. So trust in the Lord with all thine heart. First of all, I believe we know this, but God is worthy of your trust, right? God is worthy of your faith. God has proved himself faithful on the tree of the cross by saving his people from their sins. And he's proved himself faithful in a providential way in your life as well. God's proven himself faithful. The word trust there means to have total confidence. It means to be confident, to be sure, to hide for refuge, to feel safe, or even to be careless. Now, when we say careless, that doesn't mean that we make uninformed decisions. It doesn't mean that we drive on the wrong side of the road and make foolish decisions. But as we're told in Philippians chapter four and verse six, be careful for nothing. Don't be consumed with care. Don't be overwhelmed with care and fear. But how do we alleviate that propensity to be full and consumed and burdened down and maybe even broken with care. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So we commend our cares, our concerns, our fears and anxieties, our stress. We commend that over to God in prayer, and that alleviates the burden and the weight of that care. And that's a beautiful mental picture for me to trust God so much in faith that I live careless. Not, not that I live frivolously or foolishly, but to, to live in peace. Oh, me. I love the verses that says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee. How is our mind in perfect peace? It's because it's consistently focused and stayed on God. So if we trust in God with all of our heart, we can live in such a way to have perfect peace, to not be consumed and burdened and broken with all the cares and the trials of this world. And one of the ways that we commend that care over to the Lord is in prayer. So we trust God and we, we trust him to such a degree that we, we alleviate our cares and we give our cares unto him because he is worthy of that. So we trust in the Lord with all that heart, but lean not to your own understanding. And I would say that's probably the greatest challenge of trusting God's will and faith and walking in accordance with God's providential will. Lean not to your own understanding. We don't put confidence in ourselves. We don't put confidence in our natural abilities. We don't put confidence in our own heart. 
because our natural heart, even those that have been born again of the Spirit of God, we still have a nature about us that is deceitful. Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Now, those that have been born again, we have a new heart, but we still have a, a fleshly nature and that heart that remains from our flesh is still very deceitful. So we don't trust our heart. We don't follow our heart. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12, there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So lean not to your own understanding, because apart from the leadership of the Holy Spirit, apart from the guidance of the Word of God, there's a way that's going to seem right to you, but it's not going to lead you to life and joy and fulfillment. There's a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. James chapter 4, verse 3, ye ask and receive not. Why? Because ye ask amiss that ye may consume it upon your own lust. So we have a desire. We have a desire naturally to do things that are not in accordance with God's will. So we have this natural flesh that leads us away from God's will. But furthermore, even when we are praying, Lord, guide me. Lord, show me what you would have me to do. Many times, God's going to lead us in a pathway that does not necessarily perfectly align with our own understanding. And when you reach that fork in the road, <laughs> the quote that's attributed to Yogi Berra, a famous baseball player, but came to be known for a lot of his quotes of wisdom. One of, the, one of the quotes that was attributed to Yogi Berra is, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. <laughs> well, what do you do when you reach that fork in the road that I have a desire for this job to marry this person, to move to this location? And it appears through circumstances, through my prayers, through the burdens of the Spirit, through my counsel with a multitude of counselors, it appears that that's not the Lord's will. What do I do when I desire something, my own understanding desires something, but I realize that God's will is not in accordance with my own understanding or my own preferences or my own desires? What do I do at that point? Do I submit to God's will in faith or do I try to put a square peg in a round hole and barrel through with something I know that the Lord is not really guiding me to do? If you make that decision, things will end up very, very bad for you, okay? So what do I do? When you come to that fork in the road, what do you do? Do you trust God in faith or do you lean to your own understanding? You know, think about Abraham. Think about Abraham when, first of all, he was told to leave his natural homeland. And okay, okay, God tells me to go. I'm willing to go. Okay, Lord, I'm willing to go. Where am I going? I'll tell you when you get there. <laughs> well, that's hard, isn't it? That's hard to not lean to your own understanding that if I'm going to take a trip, I want to know how long I'm going to be gone. I want to know the distance. I want to know the time commitment. I want to get all the logistics in my head. He tells Abraham to go. And Abraham says, Abram at that time says, okay, where are we going? And the Lord says, I'm not going to tell you until you get there. Do you think that aligned very well with Abraham's own understanding? I don't think it did. I don't think it made sense to him. But you know what he did? By faith, he left Ur the Chaldees. By faith, he went in unto a land that he didn't know where he was going. And you want to know what, what every single day he was required to do? Every single day, he sure enough wasn't walking by sight. Every single day, he had to walk by what? He had to walk by faith. He had to walk by faith because he didn't know. He didn't know where he was going. And that certainly didn't align with his own understanding. And then also, when he was told to leave early Chaldees, he was also told that I'm going to make of you a great nation. Well, he knew that his wife was past the time of having children. And in a natural sense, Sarah was barren. 
She was past the ability to have children. She was through menopause, no doubt. And she had no natural ability to have children. But it describes Abraham's faith in God in Romans chapter 4. And it uses this phrase, that against hope, Abram believed in hope. Against hope. Against everything that my natural understanding was telling me. I know that she has no natural biological ability to have a child. I know that. Against hope, what do I do? Do I just say God's wrong? Against hope, what did I do? I believed in hope, right? Against my natural logic, against my own understanding, I still believed God in faith, even though it didn't make sense to me. Do you think it made sense to Gideon's own understanding when he started out with 32,000 soldiers and he's facing a Midianite army of 135,000? That's still not good odds. That, that's greater than four to one odds of your enemy. Even 32,000. We can't spare anybody. But you don't know what God did in whittling that army down? 300 men. 300 men were going to take on a, a Midianite army of 135,000. Did that make any sense to Gideon's own understanding? No, no, of course it didn't. And it didn't make any sense to any sound military tactic or anything. But you don't know what it required Getting in those 300 to do, to trust God in faith. You know, it doesn't make any sense in our natural understanding because it defies the natural laws, it defies gravity. If Peter decided, being a fisherman, that he was just going to walk on water one day on his own, what would he do? He'd sink to the bottom of the Sea of Galilee, right? He, he, would, he would just sink. But what did he do when God told him, when Jesus Christ told him to get out on the water and walk unto me? What'd he do? That, that didn't make any sense to his natural understanding. It defied natural laws. It defied his, his knowledge as a professional fisherman. But you want to know what Peter did? God told him to get out of the boat. He got out of the boat, you see. He trusted God in faith. So we don't limit God. We don't limit the possibilities or the ways in which God might fulfill his will. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. And don't ever limit God. Just because his ways are unsearchable and his judgments are past finding out, his thoughts and his ways are so high above ours, just because you can't figure it out or, or you can't see how I'm going to get from here to there by performing this action. You know what? That's God's business. That's God's business. It's not, you to, it's not for you to know the times and the seasons. It's not for you to know all the logistics. God's got all that under control. Your responsibility is to take one step at a time in faith. Okay? And faith is not just frou-frou positive feelings. Faith is based on evidence. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What is the evidence of the invisible God? And that almost sounds contradictory. It almost sounds ironic, doesn't it? What is the evidence of an invisible God? Well, the evidence is not necessarily natural sight. Now, there are things about God that I can examine through natural sight, but faith that God gives to his children in the new birth that we then exercise and work out what God's worked in, faith that God gives us, we believe in an invisible God, okay? But it's based on evidence. It's substance. It's real. It's not just fruit for feelings, okay? But we have to be willing to trust God in faith. We can't just say, I'm not going to do anything until you give me a sign. Unless you give me full sight, until you give me full vantage point, I'm not going to do anything. Now, obviously, the negative example here would be Thomas. We see Abraham walking by faith. 
We mentioned Gideon, we mentioned Peter, many other examples we can see in the Word of God. But then Thomas, on the other hand, is an example that said, if I don't have sight, then I'm not going to believe it. I refuse to believe by faith. And he said, unless I can see the nail prints in Jesus' hands with my own eyes, unless I can put my hand into the wound in his side, unless I can have sight, I refuse to have faith. Well, that is not an acceptable perspective for the child of God, in which Jesus tells the disciples there, blessed are they that have not seen and yet believed, right? But Thomas said, unless I have sight, I'm not willing to have faith. And that is disobedience for the child of God. That's not appropriate. We walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. We don't have the initial impressions of Thomas that says, unless I can see everything to validate what I think, then I'm not going to believe it. No, we walk by faith, not by sight. So trust the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. It might not make perfect sense to you, but you trust God if he's calling you to do something. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. What do you think the Bible means when it says all thy ways? It means all thy ways, not just certain areas. You know, we have a tendency to compartmentalize and I'm going to give the Lord a few things, but I'm not going to fully commend over to him my relationships. I'm not going to fully commend over to him my profession. I'm not going to fully commend over to him my desire to have children, to have a house, to have a career, whatever it is for you, okay? We want to compartmentalize and give God the things that are maybe safe, but we want to keep control over the things that we really, really care about. No, We can't compartmentalize. We trust God in everything. We acknowledge him. We submit to him in everything. The word acknowledge there means to know. We we know who God is, and we know that God's trustworthy. We know that God is our loving Heavenly Father that always has our best interest in heart. Even if things don't turn out the way that I expected, I know. Even if things turn out contrary to my own understanding, I know that God always is guiding for my best interest as a child of God. We know that he's the good shepherd and he's always gonna do what's in the best interest of his sheep. He's never gonna leave us. He's never going to forsake us, okay? And if we trust God with all of our heart, we lean not to our own understanding, we acknowledge him and we submit to his will in all things. What's the promise of the word of God? He shall direct thy paths. He shall direct that path. God is not going to leave you high and dry. God's trustworthy. He's faithful. He's worthy of your faith. He's worthy of your trust because his will is good and acceptable and perfect. And his will is always better than what you perceived that your will was. Feels like Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 9 is one of the main theme verses of my life. Proverbs 16 and verse 9, a man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directs his steps. You know, I've chosen certain pathways that I thought was best for me, but you know what? The Lord slammed doors in my face. Praise God for closed doors. To quote the great theologian Garth Brooks, praise God for unanswered prayers. This is what I thought that I needed. This is what I really wanted, and I tried to frame it in the form of a prayer. But you know what? Praise God, God didn't give me what I thought I needed, even if I, if I offered it in the form of a prayer to consume it upon my own lust. A man's heart deviseth his way, but you know what the Lord does? He overrules. The Lord directs his steps. I think I know what's best for me, and God says, no, you don't, son. You know, that young child, that three-year-old toddler, he thinks he knows what's best for him 
to eat an entire bag of candy at one time. But the parent says, no, that's not good for you, son. <laughs> no, that's not good for you. The parent knows better. A man's heart deviseth his way. Oh, but God's so gracious. He's so loving. He's so merciful. God directs our steps despite our shortcomings, despite our failures, despite our bad attitude, despite our own understanding. If we trust God in faith, even if we don't understand it, even if you devise your own way that's not the best way, God will overrule and direct your steps. And boy, that's good news for me because I make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I sure do. And it's challenging to discern God's will. You know, it, it makes me feel better sometimes <laughs> to read Acts chapter 16 and know, the, know that the Apostle Paul, who was such in tune with the Holy Spirit, he whiffed on God's will twice. He wanted to go into Asia and he wanted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered him not. The Spirit shut the door in his face. But you know what? In spite of him devising his own way and making mistakes and discerning God's will, you know what the Lord still did? He sent him a vision of a man of Macedonia and said, come and help us. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And I'll tell you, if you really submit to God's will, God will direct your steps. And I'm not going to take the time to give you personal testimonies on here, but I'll tell you, there's so many times that God was guiding me even when I didn't know it. I didn't know how the Lord was guiding, but with 2020 hindsight, I can see even when I was making decisions according to my own understanding and according to my own way, the Lord was overruling to guide and direct my steps. And I trust and I pray and I have confidence that your heavenly father, that your good shepherd will do the same for you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and your heavenly Father will direct your paths. Hope you'll tune in with us again as we hope to have a few more messages on the will of God. We hope these thoughts have been encouraging for you. And if that's the case, we thank the Lord for it. May God bless you on this Lord's Day. If you enjoy the messages you hear on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, we invite you to visit a Primitive Baptist church in your area. Visit our website at gospel-of-grace.com to search for a Primitive Baptist church near you, to listen to past messages online, and to find additional contact information. This program is also available on iTunes under podcasts with the title, The Gospel of Grace, a Primitive Baptist radio broadcast. If you enjoy our program, send us an email at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. This program is produced by Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, 40283 Wolf Road, Caledonia, Mississippi, and Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, just north of Ackerman, Mississippi. Come and worship with us each Sunday morning at 1030 and tune in next week for another message from the Gospel of Grace. Until next time, we pray that God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus our Lord. Wonder.